Welcome to Let's Talk Parish. Let's Talk Parish will be an opportunity to learn about some of the people that call the Cathedral of the Blessed Sacrament in Sacramento, California, home. My name is Chris, and I'll be the host for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hi, this is Chris, and before we get started with episode number 22, I want to give you a heads up. During my conversation with Dayanira, we discussed domestic violence and abuse. If that is a trigger for you, please listen to this episode with someone you trust. At the end of this episode, I will provide some resources if you wish to talk with someone. And now, here's my chat with Dejanera Galvez. Good morning, Dejanera. Welcome to Let's Talk Parish. Good morning. How are, How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Um, <laughs> I'm praying to the Holy Spirit. Amen for that. Yeah. You said this morning when I asked you, you said you were... Uh, confused. No, curious. 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 Yes. That's what it is. Curious. And I said, I am too. Yeah, because right? we do not know each other. know what's going to happen. We, and, and yeah, this is the first time we've ever met. Mm-hmm. So this is awesome. Um, well, I'm, I have a little advantage because I heard you through the podcast. Oh, okay. So I know more about you. You think than you, you do. Me. You think you do. Well, that, you're right. <laughs> you think you do. You know, I, and it's just like, you know, when you watch. Uh, like a TV show, it's a series, right? And you feel like you know those people, but we don't. We just know them for what they show on screen. It is. You know, and um, I know that, uh, I think it was uh, Deacon Edgar, uh, during his uh, episode, he said, so when are you going to hear about you, you know, t- talking to me? And I'm yes. like, that's a really good question. So we'll see. So one of these days we'll figure that one out. It will be nice. It- what, I got, what I got from you is that you care. And I like that. And that's what I, I am here. Oh, well, thank you very much. That's a great compliment. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. Amen. Um, so uh, we talked about this earlier. You've brought us a prayer to start the podcast off with. And uh, would you please lead us in an opening prayer? I'd be glad to. In the name of the Father, and to the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. My loving Lord, you all... You love all the people with a perfect love, and you call us all to love you with our whole heart, soul, and mind. And you call us to love others with the love you have for them. Fill our hearts with love, and you and all people, especially those who are most difficult to love. Give us wisdom, dear Lord, to know how to love others in you, so they will experience your perfect love in their lives. Jesus, I trust in you. Amen. Jesus, I trust in you. Thank you. That was beautiful. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, And you also warned me, and so we'll warn the listeners also, that if this episode gets a little emotional, um, you were telling me that as your emotions go up, your English goes down. So yes. just to let our listeners know to be just be warned. And um, I don't speak any Spanish. And so when we need a clarification, I will ask you. I'm like, okay, what, it, you know, what does that mean? <laughs> okay. Yes, please. All right. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try your name again. De, 
De Janeiro? Yeah, you got it. I got it? De Janeiro, yes. See, I need to say it over and over. That's one of the, you know, one of the, one of, one of the things that's hard for me is remembering people's names. And in a way, it's good that yours is different for me because it helps me to remember it. If you just had a, 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 just a normal name, like, I don't know. What's a, nor- what's a normal name? Titi, your name's not normal either. As, oh, for our listeners' sake, Titi Kila is sitting in the room with us. She promised to be quiet, but um, <laughs> anyway. Um, so if I mess up your name, I, I apologize in advance, um, but I'm going to do my best to, to remember it. So um, we've never met. So, so I was like I was sharing earlier, for all the guests that we've had on Let's Talk Parish, you're the first person that I didn't at least meet beforehand or know something about. So this is really exciting for me to meet someone new. Um, it's not, we're not, I'm not making a new friend because in Christ we're already friends. It's just wonderful to experience that uh, automatic kinship. And I feel it already. So I, and that's awesome. Um, so were you... Uh, Baptized as, a, as an infant? Yes. Yes. Uh, I was uh, baptized and raised uh, as a Catholic. In okay. And you grew up where? I was born and raised in Mexico. Was it Mexico? in... in what, what, what part of Mexico? Culiacán, Sinaloa. Okay. And that is yes. what part? Sinaloa. Sinaloa. It's in the coast. Not very far from the border. From the um, uh, U.S. border, mm-hmm. okay, uh huh, uh huh, and and I am the youngest of three. Okay, very spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I kind of learned that things had to go my way. Okay, and so now that I'm older, it that it didn't help. You learned it, it doesn't always work that way, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you were growing up, was your family very religious? Were they practicing Catholics? Um, not very. Not really. They, I had I have memories, mostly with my grandmother. Okay. She she took care of us while my mother had to work, single parent, so she had two works, two jobs. Uh huh. And and so my grandmother was the one who who was in charge of us oh wow and but my strongest memory that i had is that she she called me and said come i need you to help me to read the bible because i can't see oh yeah sure and now that i'm older i i i know that was her way to bring me to faith sure of course I also remember. Very clever. Yes, <laughs> because I was like, "Oh well, yeah, I have to help her because she doesn't she doesn't see very well," and she was always singing, uh, praising the Lord, like worship, and I like that too. And so those two things, I those are very, very, very dearest memories. She she recently passed away. Okay. And and. I got I got stronger in my faith because of her. I want I want her to be really proud of what the seed that she put in the me. The seed she planted. <clears throat> and for all the grandmothers listening out there, if you've been listening to our podcast episodes over and over again, we hear how important grandparents, especially grandmothers, are in the uh, faith formation yes. of these individuals' lives. 
And uh, so it's not surprising. It's not surprising. Um, so when you were when you were growing up, did you go to the regular public school or a Catholic school or? My mom is a teacher. Okay. And one of her jobs was in a private Catholic school. Mm. Uh, just ladies, just girls. Okay, girls school. Okay. And so as as one of her benefits was that she was able to bring her own children to the school. Nice. Uh, some with a full scholarship and a, a partial scholarship. Okay. And like I shared before, I'm the youngest, or so, uh, my two older uh, sisters, they're really good. They're perfect. They they did everything good, like hmm. well-behaved, good grades. I was kind of the black sheep. And then you came along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. And they try. They really try. And... Um, but it was just me, and I'm I'm still like that. I'm like, yeah, hey, let's do this, and no, no, and I don't know why. I I don't know. I I did I did hear comments like, why well, you're not like your sisters? I'm just not. What are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, yeah. I mean, God gives us. We're different. Yes. Each child is different, you know. And um, yeah, I've got two kids, and the second one's completely different from the first one, and and I've got a sister, and she's completely different. I mean, it's just. And it's funny sometimes, as a parent, kid, you, know, you think, "Well, it's what's how hard can it be the second kid?" And yet, oh my gosh, they're so different. It's like a lot of the things that we did with child number one, they don't always work with child number two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in your case, child number three, because you yes. were you were the third of in, in your family. Yeah, and and my mom, she used to share like when she had me, like very few months after, she said, "Oh, no more." No more. I have enough with this she one. She was done, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, when you were growing up, after you did elementary school and high school, did you plan on going to college? What were your What were your plans? What did you? How did you see yourself as a uh, young adult? Okay, um, I did. I did. Uh, I did keep myself in that same school. Okay. Through kindergarten through uh, high school. And my perspective in that time, when I when I finish, when I graduate, I was like, I don't want to know anything about it, because uh, there's a lot of like masses and celebrations, and and I kind of was like, I'm done. Was 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 done with with school or done with with fate? With fate, yes. Gotcha. And I still wonder myself why nobody was mean. Nobody. I just I had that. I had that. Thinking at that time. Okay. Uh, but yes, after that, I continue. I I went to the university. I did. Um, I have a BA degree. Oh, in what? Uh, business administration. Business administration. Uh huh. And I graduate. I start working. When I start working, I came. I had this idea. I I I I came before to the U.S. as a tourist. With my family, and when you I were, love when, it here. When you were younger, what, how old were you when you first came here? Fifteen years old. You were fifteen, okay. Mm-hmm. And I really like it. Uh, we came to visit my my mother's uh, cousins, and I like it. I like it. But so I went back, and that the memories being here, I they they kept I kept them like really treasure. Hmm. So I finished my my career, and 
in a week, I told my mom, I want to go there. Back here to the United States. Ba back here. Yes, I want to go. And I was old enough. So she couldn't do much to say, no, you can't. Sure. Because you were, you were in your 20s, probably, mm -hmm. early 20s, yeah. Yes. And I was working. I was able to, to do the whole process by myself. Okay. So it, it took me a week. She thought, she, maybe she thought that it was going to take me longer. Right. But in a week, I had everything ready oh and the tickets and, and everything. And, and so I told her, I'm leaving that day. And I, I remember her face. And at that moment, I, I, I just didn't feel the way she was feeling. I do feel now. Okay. Uh, especially being the youngest. Uh-huh, sure. <clears throat> so I came. I like it more. I went back to Mexico. I came. I stayed for one year. I went back to Beset. Okay. Uh, that was uh, that was my idea. But being there, that's when I met uh, my children's father. Okay. I stayed there for two and a half years. All right. That was that was the time that we dated, and I got married. Okay. And like really, really fast, I found out that I was pregnant. Like they they told me my boy is a honeymoon honeymoon baby. Wow. And so life like was changing like pretty fast pretty for me. Absolutely. Now we're at this point in time. Um, had you were you still um, uh, apart from the faith, or had you rekindled your faith in 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 the church in Christ, or where were you at at this time spiritually? Not very like practicing. Okay, I just knew I was Catholic, but, yeah, but not not going to mass every Sunday. Just okay, here and there. Okay, not not very strong. Right. Uh, so I. I share with him that uh, I just wanted to ask him if if it was possible that my boy, um, if it if, if we were moved back to the U U.S., mm -hmm. I wanted I wanted him to be born in, in the U.S. But born in the United States and to give him more opportunities. Yes, and and he agreed. Okay, so here we are. Again, I told my mom, Mom, we're leaving. She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so being away from the family, that's tough. I'll bet. Um, we came. First, we stayed with his family. He had family here in the U.S. Uh, things didn't work in there. So we moved to Nebraska with uh, some part of my family. But he didn't like it. So, so Nebraska. Is, uh, so you already had family in Nebraska. Yes. Okay, because that's like it's far from the border. Uh, yes. Yeah, and cold. And cold. And why would you want to even live there? It's. it's it was just my my idea of the American dream. Yeah, Nebraska. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So my my son was born there. Emotionally, I was being affected. Uh, emotionally and verbally abused. Being away from the family, it was tough. Mm -hmm. uh, but the joy to have my son, it kind of 
I I found a way to put that aside. All right. And enjoy my son. And so we wanted to introduce the new member of the family to our family in Mexico. We went back, and it lasted a few months that when we knew that we were not going to make it in there, and so we decided to come back. This time when we came back, it was to here, to Sacramento. To Sacramento. Mm-hmm. So wh- why Sacramento? He had friends in here. Ah. And he's, he said, he, t- he thought that it was closer to the border, to in case. Well, it's closer than Nebraska for sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're like, well, okay, well, I, I don't know no one in there, but if you said so, let's do it. So that's hard. So A, you have no family support. You don't know anybody here. You're all by yourself. Um, uh, how well were, did you speak English at that time? No, it wasn't as, even though I'm not perfect with my English, it wasn't as fluent as it is now. I had a lot of vocabulary, but not as fluent. So it must have been a very lonely time. It was. Yeah. It was. And especially the way he was. I, I remember we used to, we used to live in an apartment mm-hmm. with his family, um, all men. So he said, this is the room that they assigned for us. You have to stay inside the room with the boy until I came back from work. Wow. And, and I accepted. Cause, uh, well, what else would you do? Yeah, and, and I was in love. I really, I, I, I love him so much. I mm-hmm. love my boy. And I said, I'm, it, still, I don't know where to go. I know no one. So it, it, wasn't, it wasn't hard for me. Right. Uh, until he he saved enough to move to our own place, and with that news came that I was pregnant again. And still, his his way, his behavior, uh, alcohol mm. uh, had a lot to do with with his behavior. Sure. Uh, but I was happy again because I was pregnant. Yeah. Uh, when my daughter was born. My son had three years old. Okay. My my mother and my sister, some family, my grandmother too. They came to visit to be with with us. They came here to Sacramento to be with you. Well, uh-huh. that, that to was enjoy, nice. to take care of me. That was nice. Uh, but the joy lasted just four days. Oh. My my daughter, she passed away for a heart failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the process was tough, was so hard. Uh, we just didn't know how to grieve. Yeah. His behavior increased. It made everything really, really hard for me. I had, at the beginning, I really had no desire to continue. I I cannot give up. My mom was so worried about myself, and I remember she kept telling me, "You have you have your son. Think about him." Mm-hmm. And that that helped. And yeah. I was like, "Okay, okay." And I I felt like a boat just leaving the sea. Yeah, wherever it goes, I'll tossed go. Tossed to and fro. Grief is hard. It's really hard, especially. If you are um, away from your faith, 
you don't have that to fall back on, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, the loss of a child is always hard, no matter what, even if you do have that faith, it's still hard. So yes. my, my heart goes out to you. So, and, and it is important for me to share that because when, when we were in the hospital, uh, a seminarist approached me and, and he said, do you, would you like me to pray for your daughter? And, and I was like, yeah, of course. And please, it's in, in so that's, that's, uh, and I see it now. That was that God was hugging me. Mm. God was telling me, I'm here with you. But I was in so much pain that I didn't see it. I had so much anger. Sure. I was like, why? And then that's when the why started. Uh, <clears throat> he continued uh, coming to visit, trying to help with the process. Mm-hmm. But um, my husband at that time, he didn't saw that very good. He had other th- way of thinking. Mm. And... I still, we had kind of managed ups and down. Alex was kind of the joy of the moment. We all focus on him and... That's your son? That's my son's uh-huh. name. On December, one of my neighbors came and asked me. My daughter passed away in July. Okay. On December, she came and was like, come, uh, they are from the uh, south of Mexico. And they, they believe for me it was a new a new a new thing. It was what is it? Come, I want I want to invite you to my house. I have baby Jesus in my house, mm. and you can go with him, and you can talk, you can touch him, and if you have a a desire, a strong desire, maybe he will grant it to you. So this is a tradition in the in southern Mexico mm-hmm. that they brought with them here to Sacramento. Yes. Okay. And I was on that stage, like, whatever, I just go. Yeah. And when I was there and I saw how they celebrate, mm-hmm. I like it. I was happy. So, yes, I did touch baby Jesus. And I asked him, if you really love me that much, give me a child. Give me a daughter. And that was, I did that, that, that desire inside. And I went home. And she's like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. You will not believe that in January, I found out that I was pregnant. Uh, Again. Wow. <clears throat> yes. My whole pregnancy was very stressful mm. because the, the emotionally, uh, verbally abuse continued. But I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. But I also was so scared. What if it happened again? Sure. Um, it went through. It went through the whole, the whole, the whole pregnancy. Oh, uh, in between, in in the pre- during the pregnancy. Okay. I met uh, Bishop Madera. He was also helping us with the grief, 
and he noticed my fear. Ah. And said, Deyanira, why, why don't you offer your girl to Our Lady of Guadalupe? That, that uh, she take care of her and she bring her to full term with halt. So I want to I'm going to stop right there because you just showed me a medal that our listeners can't see. Um, can you just can you tell me what the medal is? I, I already know, but can you tell me what the medal is and what it means to you? Um, well, the medal has the image. It's a little medal, so I I kind of it's in my. How can I describe it? Yeah, this? it's tiny. You can hold it between your thumb and forefinger. Yes. Yeah, it's tiny. It's smaller than a dime. Yeah. Yes. Yes, and and in the back she says, "Pray for us." And it's a image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Uh-huh. Uh, so and then I will say why I love her so much. And so Bishop Madera, he said, uh, "You, in return to her, to her favor, you will name your your daughter, Guadalupe." And I was like, "Yeah, I can do that." I can do that. Sure. So my fate was slowly, very slowly believing. There was a lot of anger, a lot of whys. Why if I was coming closer to you? Why did you take my daughter away? But now I have the hope. Amen. I had the hope. And, okay, so I I kind of said, let's make this deal. (laughs) <laughs> I, you made a deal with God? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, Why not? That, that's what I... That's, that of, was me at that you know, time. A lot of people have made deals with God, even in the Bible, so it's not unusual. <laughs> so I did. I did. Uh, said, I'm going to name my daughter Guadalupe, but you you, you bring my daughter fully term and with hilt. But I had to look for another name for her. In Mexico... We have long names. Oh, do you? Yeah, long names. Two names, at least. And we also have two long last names. So I was looking and looking and looking, and I found the perfect name for her. Because I was not just the name. I wanted to also the meaning Mm. of the name. And then I came with Elizabeth. And I was like, I like Elizabeth Guadalupe. I like it. Elizabeth consecrated to God. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "That's my daughter's name," and so she loves when I when I share her story. Oh, I'll bet she loves it. And so, yes. And she she how old is she now? She will turn fourteen years old oh, that's next beautiful. month. What a beautiful story! I my song kept me living, and she just came and closed the deal, and. And since then, they have been my mothers, my my reason to fight, mm-hmm. my reason to be here. But we skip so long. She's fourteen. A lot of things happen between what she when she was born and now. Oh, I bet. A little bit, a little bit before. When she was when she turned one year old, my my marriage went to the point that 
He couldn't, he couldn't keep going. He threatened me and, and well, a lot of details that I really don't want to share. And we don't need to get into it. But he, he went back to Mexico. Okay. With, with leaving me in fear in here. Really? Yes. So he, did he go back by himself or did he try to take the kids with him? He went, he was forced to go back. Oh, he was forced to go back. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I found myself with two children, no money, but a lot of family support. Oh, that makes a big difference. Yes. Even, even they were in Mexico. I felt their support. I had my sister with me. She helped me. And and I started finding angels since then in my journey. Really? They've been helping me. And I just, I, I'm just thankful for all, all the people that's been helping us mm -hmm. on the way. To heal and to learn about domestic violence. I before 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 my daughter was born I joined I joined a family resource center okay to learn about positive discipline the thing was not being at home alone right not to think about my my pain my grief okay so I, I was there I, I was I joined for years like maybe eight years in there oh wow so but uh, when he left I also joined another domestic violence organization mm -hmm. and they also accept me and with, with so much love I learned about the journey of a victim mm -hmm. and I got myself out of that situation I didn't I did not want it to be a victim anymore good and so I can say that I am a survivor well, congratulations and praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you. And I also wanted to help. Okay. My, I wanted to help. I wanted to help my community. I wanted to help women who felt the way I was feeling. Because it's not easy to share what, what you're going through, especially in my community. That's, that's, that's not, you, they said, you, you got married. Now you stay with your husband because you got married. Right. <clears throat> now you take it. Right. And uh, so I, I've been blessed that I've been helping a lot of, a lot of women and, and families since then. But something was missing. I was still in my fate on and off, on and off. But uh, it was time for my son to do his confirmation and okay. my daughter, mm -hmm. her, her first Holy Communion. A very good friend of mine, she told me, um, let's go to the cathedral. She was already coming, her, bringing her children here. It's like, let's go to the cathedral. I'll invite you. It's, it's really nice. I'm very happy in there. And I was like, why not? Like, I, I do not belong to, like, any, any church because I was... I was able to go to one, to another one. It was no no change for me. Yeah. I did like it. I did like it here. Uh, that was six years ago. Eight years ago. Six. Six years ago. Six that years would have been, ago. what, 20? What was six years ago? 
2015? Yeah, 2015, okay. And so we they went through the two years of faith formation. Mm-hmm. When they finished, um, around, around the time they finished, I heard in the gospel, Father was talking about the gift, your talents. What are you going to do with the talents that God's mm-hmm. given you? Mm-hmm. And it just came to me. Like, <gasps> I, he gave the three choices. Which one it's gonna be yours? Which one is gonna be your choice? Like, no, I do. I do want to share my gifts. I do want to share my talents, and I want to multiply them. And so that is to. I was like in my mind thinking and thinking, what can I do? What can I do? When Elizabeth had her uh, first Holy Communion retreat, mm-hmm. um, they needed help. I volunteered my, my, myself to help, mm-hmm. and in that retreat. That's when I told my chest to Jesus. And you see, yes, I want to be here and I want to help. I want to I wanna grow in faith and I want to get closer to you. Amen. And so I said, how do you want to help? Do you want to be a catechist? Do you want to, how, how do you want to help? I said, no, 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 no. I do not have patience for children. <laughs> <laughs> I have enough for my own. With my own, uh, I would like to help in the office. Oh, okay. I said, okay, yeah. So, yes, I said, I just want to be an assistant, a copy maker, um, run here, run there. And I said, yeah, we, we need help. We always need help. Let's do that. And now here, you've got a degree in business administration, and you were willing to just be the coffee person or the copy maker or how interesting. Yes, because I, I knew I had too much to learn. Ah. So I well, I do not feel ready to be a catechist. And no, and children are really intimidating. No, mm. or like, no, 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 no. And, but things move really fast in the office. Um, they... For personal reason, one there was Sister Jenny, yes, Sandra, and Letty. I I don't remember her name. Letty, Letty, right? And so she had to go back to school, and then she said, "I am not gonna be able to continue helping." I got a scare again. Like, what's gonna happen? If she leaves, what's gonna happen? Yeah. And so Sandra, she, Sandra helped me a lot in here. Sandra uh, straightened my fate a lot. Oh, good. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like really slowly, without me noticing, she started giving me responsibilities. And and then I found myself doing things that I wasn't thinking of doing. Okay. I start uh, with Sister Jenny. I also start like loving the Holy Spirit. Mm. I, in my prayers, there was just Our Father, Our Lady of Guadalupe, but no the Holy Spirit. Mm. In here, I learned to pray to the Holy Spirit. I learned to 
have the Holy Spirit in my day, not just in my life, mm-hmm. in every day. So that's that's uh, that's how I I start growing in the office. Uh, last last year, Sandra had to go for personal reasons too, mm-hmm. and also my fear came back. I'm like, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen now? I am not ready to 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 take that big step. And also that's when uh, Sister Lisa came. Yes. So it was a, a lot of changes. A lot of changes. In there. And like I, I shared with you when I arrived, when you asked me if I was ready, I was like, no, I, I'm not ready. But I, I just I just do things by faith because I trust the Lord and that he's, he's going to provide, he's going to help me, he's going to be there with me. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, I, I want to help. I do not feel ready for this this. Uh, responsibility but if you want me to be here I'll do it um, recently in the retreat that we have here in the cathedral one of my dearest catechists a friend she shared something that I, it, 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 it made me like grow a lot she, she told me Dayanira I do not ask anymore why what she was going through mm-hmm. now I ask what for and what's the difference? The why is, the way I say it, the why, it makes you feel like you're the victim oh. of the situation. Uh-huh. Like, why me? Why did you punish me like this? What for? Is that what, whatever God gives you, what for? What are you going to do what, with what you're going through or what the situation or your illness or your experience? What are you going to do with that? That's a big difference. It is. It is. And it, it empowers you. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's my, my saying now. What for? No why anymore. No more why. What for? That's great. It is. So um, I, I am blessed. Sister Lisa has been having a lot of patience with me. Are you still working in the office? Yes. Yes. So you still haven't made that jump to being a catechist? I, I got trained. I got the formation to be a catechist. Okay. But it kind of, they still want me in the office. Okay. I, 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 can, I, can, I can teach. Yeah. But I, I am, I kind of coordinate mm-hmm. the, the catechist mm-hmm. um, together with Edith. Edith, she's also part of the admi- administration. And so that's the, that's the team, Sister Lisa, Edith, and I. And we organize the uh, family faith formation. But Sister Lisa, it's, it's the leader in there. She, she says, let's do this, let's do it. And I, I praise for her. Um, I love her, her, her joy. Mm-hmm. It gives me so much strength. And just for our listeners' sake, um, this this what you're doing is for the Spanish-speaking uh, children. Yes. In their faith formation. Well, this now we're we're doing it as a family, or for or uh, religious education is going to be uh, to a family faith formation. It's a lot healthier, I think. It's a lot better uh, for the kids and for the parents. I remember one time I was working um, uh, for a department store, 
and the store manager had a young daughter who was going through, I guess it was for Holy Communion or something. Um, and she was required, she and her husband were required to come to some of the classes. And she was learning about her Catholic faith that she had, she probably learned it at some point, but had forgotten. And so she was really excited about, it. she's learning all these new things. And, and so many times, if all we're working with is the children, oftentimes the parents get left behind. And so it's important that, that the whole family gets um, their faith formation together and it strengthens that family to move forward because that is the domestic church. Exactly, yes, and that's our goal. A lot of parents, they're hesitant to do that. But well, I'm sure they're scared to do it. Mm -hmm. And I, I, can, I can share that it, it is good. Um, my my daughter Elizabeth, and I am I am so happy that that she's she's also part of the community. Mm -hmm. She's helping here uh, at the cathedral. Till Titi, uh, she brings her to help her, help her with the live stream. Oh, good! And she's so happy. She's like, Mom, Mom, let's go, let's go, <laughs> <laughs> and see her growing in her faith has a straightened mind. Mm. See here, uh, sometimes even when like, we're really hungry, like, come on, come on, let's eat. Mom, our prayers. And so she kind of keeps me on track. How funny. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I am blessed to be part of the cathedral family. We're blessed to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Do you have a... Um, Throughout your journey, um, other than Our Lady of Guadalupe, do you have a favorite saint? San Francisco de Asís. Oh, really? Uh huh. Why is that? Uh, his life, he 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 was a lot of things. He went through a lot in his life. He did. And and he became a saint. I did a lot of things that I am not happy. Mm. But I, I kind of see that he can, I can be, I, I'm not going to say I, I am ho as holy as him, but he's my, I'm aiming to that. Mm -hmm. You can still be a saint. <laughs> yeah. We all can, right? God wants all of us to be, and it's not impossible, no it's matter what we've done or who we were. It's not impossible. It is not. His prayer, I like it. And it also, that's what moves me. Um, I don't want to be everything about me. Mm -hmm. I want to help other people. So let me, um, that, that's a um, great place for me to ask this question. Um, because we're, we're going to be closing before too long with the, this episode. But if a person, whether it's, the wife or the husband. I mean, because there can be abuse on either way, right? Where, how, how do they reach out? Where would they go to get help? What, what resources are there for people who find themselves in a situation of abuse? It is. It is. A, um, it takes a lot of courage to take that step. Yes, it does. Uh, a lot of people will judge you, and. You're, you're only a phone call away. 
and there's a lot of organizations out there. I was with my sister's house. My sister's house, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, all of the organizations, they have a, a 24, uh, Monday, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a hotline they like can call? Like a hotline, yes, uh-huh. that you can call. It can be anonymous. You can just call as ask, ask questions. And you will always find like a support, someone mm. who can hear you. Mm-hmm. And that's 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 a good place to start. It is a good place. If so you, it, it, let's say so if some if someone called the cathedral office here, would they be able to direct them to, to that hotline or give them that hotline yes. number? Yes. Yes, they they can do that and it is um it is a big change. I can testify seeing my children faces. They, even we do not have luxury, but they they have peace. Mm. And that's something you cannot buy. You cannot buy peace. That's right. You know, when I I used to uh, work right downtown, and oftentimes I would uh, have lunch at my sister's cafe. Yes. um, Which uh, helps to support the women Mm -hmm. as they're transitioning through that period of their lives. Um, and supports the house uh, so that women can have a safe place to be and then work through what it, whatever it takes to integrate back into um, independence, independence life. Yes. into life. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I always enjoyed being able to support that. Oh, I'm so happy. That's nice to hear that. Yes. <laughs> they do beautiful work. Um, and I think that their emphasis are on, it's like the Asian American community. Yes. Most, but, mostly, but what? Uh, yeah. Children. Children and women affected by domestic violence, uh, human traffic, mm. sexual abuse. Uh-huh. Yes. Wow, and that's a big problem. It's a bigger problem that people, I think, want to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. It's, it's big. It's a big problem. And, yeah, it takes courage. I mean, there's, a, there's an embarrassment factor. You don't want to admit what's going on, you know, behind closed doors, right? You don't want – there's a sense of failure. I've failed. Right. There's the, um, you know, unfortunately, there can be pressure, religious pressure, because husband and wife are supposed to stay together through thick and thin. Um, And yet I don't think the church would support anybody to remain in an abusive relationship. No. And and I in here. Uh, I I I had a lot of support. Mm. Um, Father Michael and Father Memo, they've been helping me a lot. Oh, good. And I remember the time when I felt I felt like worthless. Mm-hmm. I do feel worthy now. Oh, good. Amen. I and I am, and and I want a lot of people who went through a similar journey to feel like to that. feel it. And you know, it's. No matter how we feel, we are worthy, right? Because we're made in the image and likeness of God, and he sent his son to die for us, and that makes us worthy. It does. Even when we don't <laughs> feel like we're worthy, we can always fall back on knowing that we are worthy and that the feelings will follow. Yes. Yeah. Before, uh, I I grow in my faith. I saw Jesus in the cross, mm-hmm. and... I was like, well, that's Jesus. He died for us. 
but now I can see all 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 the love when I see him. Yeah. In the cross. And yeah. I, and I, and I cry and I cry because he loves me and I I ask for forgiveness for all the time that I was so selfish, asking him why. Now I know that he was preparing me for the moment that I am right now. Mm-hmm. Because now, what I, for all the things that I went through, now I'm able to help others. Now I am able to serve. You know, even, you know, when Jesus was on the cross, he even said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yeah. He asked why, you know, and... Um, and it's hard to, we do ask the why. Sometimes we feel like it's our fault. This bad thing has happened to me and it's my fault. Um, and there are those questions and, and it's a grace, I think, to be able to move from asking why to being asked, to asking, you know, what for? What for? How can I use this? How, how is this meaningful in my life? Um, and, and you're finding it and have found it. And it's a, it's a beautiful, what a beautiful testimony in a story. And um, here I am with like three different Kleenex. I'm crying like a baby. Um, it's a beautiful story. And I am so honored and appreciative of your courage to share. And I really thank you a lot. Thank you very much. Now you're welcome. I will now compose myself. See how I get? Anyway. So we spoke earlier. Um, the way we're going to close out with the Lord's Prayer, like we always do, is we're going to start off, you're going to start off in, in Spanish, and then I'm going to finish it in English. Thank right? you. So yes. is there any... Any last comments you'd like to make before we close? No. No? Okay. Great. So let's go ahead and, and close by saying the Our Father. In the name of the Father, and to the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Padre nuestro, que estás en el cielo, santificado sea tu nombre. Venga a nosotros tu reino. Hágase tu voluntad en la tierra como en el cielo. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Deyanira? Deyanira. Deyanira. Thank yes. you so much. Have a blessed day. Thank you. And uh, uh, may God continue to bless your journey and the journey of your children. Thank you very much. Hi, this is Chris again. You know, one in three women and one in four men have experienced domestic violence or abuse. If you or someone you love or a friend are in a violent or abusive situation and wish to talk to someone, here are some resources. You can contact My Sister's House, which is local in Sacramento. That would be area code 916-428-3271. There's a Community for Peace, area code 
And there's also WEAVE, which stands for Women Escaping a Violent Environment. And that's area code 916-920-2952. In addition, if you're not in the Sacramento area, you can contact Catholic Charities at 866-682-2166 or the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which is open 24-7 and is toll-free at one 800 799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. There's also an online resource. It's called wannatalkaboutit.org. And it's all one word, wannatalkaboutit, W-A-N-N-A-T-A-L-K-A-B-O-U-T-I-T.org where you can find information on how to find support for sexual violence and abuse, mental health and well-being, and self-harm and suicide. In addition, all these references or resources will be included in the program notes. Let's Talk Parish is co-produced by Rex Rolanka, Titi Kila, and Chris Jensen. Our theme music is Live and Be Happy by Valentina Gribanova. You can listen to Let's Talk Parish by going to the cathedral website at cathedralsacramento.org or by searching on your favorite podcast app. Wherever you find us, please subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. A special thanks goes to the rector of the Cathedral of the Blessed Sacrament, Father Michael O'Reilly. If you wish to donate to the cathedral, please visit our website at cathedralsacramento.org. There you will find a button labeled Donate. I'm Chris Jensen, and I have had the pleasure of being your host for this episode. Thank you for listening, and until we meet again, may God be with us all.